Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the third hour of the show today. You can get involved by calling 888-7753-773. 888-77-JESSE. My biblical question for this week what ties you to your parents? What ties you to your parents? What? Have you ever thought about that? What ties me to my parents? We have every way that you can watch and support the show. Listed on jessaleepeterson.com slash show. jessaleepeterson.com slash show. And you can listen to the show on your iPhone or iPad anywhere in the world, anywhere around the world. And if you're a flat earther, anywhere up and down the world. By calling the listen line on on your uh, iPhone or iPad at 641-793-1500. That's 641-793-1500. One five zero zero, and to donate and have your comments read out loud, go to Bond JLP on Cash App, Bond JLP on Cash App, or Bond JLP on Cash App, or BuyMeACoffee.com dot com slash JLP Talk. BuyMeACoffee.com slash JLP Talk or RebuildingTheMan.com. All right? RebuildingTheMan.com. Follow us on social media. Did I mention that? Really? We're on Rumble.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. You got to know how to rumble. Or Cozy.TV slash JLP Talk. No, Cozy.tv slash JLP. It's Friday. It's Friday. If you missed the first hour of the show today, I highly recommend that you podcast. Well, all the shows, really, but we, I had, um, we talked to Joel Gibbert. Joel Gibbert is a filmmaker. And he made this video on uh, this coming this uh, film on Big Mama Michelle Obama, and it says Michelle Obama twenty twenty four, and only the truth can stop her. Right? She knows she's still the boss. And uh, I, I, at first I was thinking there's no way Big Mama could be president because they have a black female in there already, 
uh, what's that woman, Camilla Harris, woman, female? Though she's dumb as a doorknob, it looked like she would be tit and cry racism if they put a skip over her and she's the so-called vice president, but I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, it's Friday. It's getting it off your chest today. It is Express Yourself Friday. You Tom like a mug. You need to go to go to go to go and get yourself bleached because everything you say about black people and you sitting up there looking like a tar baby. Uh, it might sound like a semantics argument, but he's a great alien. Ah! I wonder if he's been smoking pot. But that marriage comes before your children. It's about what me. Hey, daddy's home, and all the kids would run to the front door, and they all. Clamor on dad makes him feel amazing. They're so happy to see him. Dad, <laughs> mom is crazy. And I'm at the back of the line. And we changed that to him coming home and saying, where's mom? Mom gets my first kiss. So that it's time for uncomfortable conversations. Really, when it comes down to it, it's, it's the white race. It's the white community that's going to have to have the open, difficult conversations. Has dad gone crazy? A certain senator <laughs> that is now off the market. She said yes. Mindy, thank you for making me the luckiest man in the world. Do we know much about her? Um, Yeah, she's a divorcee. She has three kids, (laughs) and um, she's an interior designer. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Poor uh, Tim Scott. Don't blame him. He's a mama's boy. He he didn't got he done got engaged to mama. This this female been married before with children, and he's on his knees begging, baby, please, baby, please, baby, 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 baby. Men need to stand up, overcome mama. The spirit of your mother, stop thinking and feeling like a female. Return to your father. Women need you to be strong in the right way, meaning that love was right with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. And when men start to really stand up in the right way, the world trembles. Women tremble because they know that they don't have real power. It's a fake power. That's why they have to keep reminding themselves that they're strong because they know it's a lie. And they make you call them strong. They make you call them queen and all that mess. But there are men who are standing up. A handful. Here's an example of it before I go back to the phones here. There is, I want uh, clip 26-3A there, uh, Hassan. This is from the MMAweekly.com. MMAweekly.com. Dana White fired back at a reporter and insisted every single one of his fighters is given free speech. Watch this from MMAweekly.com. 
you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about you know what they can say when they are up there with a ufc microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia transphobia like is there i don't give anybody a leash well i'm saying you a leash i'm like free speech thank you control what people say gonna tell people what to believe gonna tell people i don't tell any other human being what to say what to think and there's no leashes on any of them what is your question i was asking that question i'll move on though yeah Uh, probably a good idea that's ridiculous to say i give somebody a leash free speech brother people can say whatever they want and they can believe whatever they want amazing that's from the good old days that's how white men used to be. They used to be strong. That's gone now. Except with that guy, Dana White. Here's another example from Fox. UFC middleweight champion Sean Strickland sparred with a reporter over comments he made a few years ago. Watch this from X. We've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian yeah. community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I'd... Oh, look, another, another, I'm saying to you, the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You become a champion, you become a star, and, and someone's... Let me ask you something. Are you, are you, are you gay? Are, are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. <laughs> okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay, you'd be like, oh, man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh, man. Well, you, dude, you're a weak man, dude. Whoa. You're like, you're part of the problems like you're just pathetic the fact that you have no backbone you ask me some stupid like that go yourself move the on man 10 years ago to be trans was a what a mental illness and now all of a sudden people like you have weaseled your way into the world you are an infection you are the definition of weakness everything that is wrong with the world is because of you like dude this guy is the enemy Uh, you want to look at the enemy to our world it's that mother right there wow where i i didn't know these guys were real what the it's my first time seeing this my producer sean put this together amazing just imagine how amazing this country would be it would be great again if men would just speak up and don't hate. Be the light and not the darkness. Don't be afraid. And the way you overcome fear, you got to overcome the anger. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's good to see. Really. Because the females are walking all over the mills. Talk about these booths are made for walking. They're walking all over the mill nowadays. And still, there's some weak men who are standing down. But we just saw two that are standing up. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. We just saw two. Here's an example of weak men standing down. This is from MarkCubanCompany.com. And Mark Cuban is an American businessman, film producer, investor, television personality, and former owner of the Dallas Maverick. 
So ABC is, this is from ABC, Mark Cuban admit he's prejudiced, bigoted, um, and he did this in a canned interview. Watch this from CBS and ABC. And these protests, as you know, have sparked a racial reckoning of sorts across the country. You've said that it's time for uncomfortable conversations. Really, when it comes down to it, it's it's the white race, it's the white community that's going to have to have the open, difficult conversations. We need to start talking to fellow white people. And again, that's hard to say, to help each other understand that we're the ones that have to start looking for changes. But your experience, our experience as a white population is completely different than much of the experience for black, the black and, and um, people of color populations. I know I'm prejudiced. I know I'm bigoted in a lot of different ways. You know, and I've said this before, if I see a black kid in a hoodie at night on the other side of the street, you know, I'm probably on the same side of the street. I'm probably going to walk to the other side of the street. Wow. I'm asking my producer to come into the studio for me. I want him to explain something to me. That's amazing. Amazing. Oh, I forgot you were having breakfast, huh? It's all right. Eating on the job. <laughs> this is my producer, Sean. A couple of things. Um, when they say that white people need to have the uncomfortable conversation, what do they mean? Um, they mean the same thing when um, a, bo- a, a girlfriend tells her boyfriend, we have to communicate better or we have to start working on this <laughs> relationship. It means we're going to have a conversation, but it really means... Uh, you know, you're going to listen to us and you're not going to, going to you know, your opinion's not going to be valued. It means the opposite of what they're saying. They don't want white people to say, I have nothing to do with your problem. I'm right. not, there's no such thing as racist. They don't want them to say that. No, they want to, they want to sit down and, and have a conversation. Oh, do like the idea that the breakfast thing that we played the other day, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, racist right. breakfast or something. Race to dinner. We're going to sit down and we're going to explain to you. Uh, we're going to tell you things that you don't know. So it's uncomfortable for white people to say, I'm not a racist, there's no such thing? According to Mark, according to Mark Cuban, yeah. What is a bigot? A bigot? A bigot? Um, I could look up the exact definition, but it's, it's pretty much uh, someone who has racist ideas. Is that know. a bad thing? Well, I'd say it's the op... Whatever... It is. It's the opposite of what people think. So when we when we talk about segregation, and we say yes, it, it is bad for the government to um, to de- to impose desegregation on things. Yeah, it's ba- it's bad to force people to love each other, and you can't do that. It's unnatural. But it is perfectly natural for people to want to stick with their own. And if you want to call that racist. You know that that's fine, but it's perfectly natural for people to yeah. want to, to want to stick with their own. You can go to any, you can go to any college campus, you can go to a party or a church, and people that know each other want to sit together. Of course, they don't necessarily want to sit with strangers or anything like that. Of course, and then there's people who will sit, who will call that racist, but only when white people do it. They say, "Move your chair, tell Sean to move." To toward James' chair, the split cream with my chair looks better. Oh, move to James's chair. To what? Oh, you want him to sit in your seat? 
Yeah, Swiss cheers. Okay. According to Hake. Hake, you right. Um, I want to also ask, ask that Dana White guy. And Dana White, the uh, MMAweekly.com report we did, and the uh, UFC Midway champion of Sean uh, um, Strickland. Yeah. Um, Hassan, they said Swiss shots. Um, is that the normal attitude of MMA fighters and things like that? And to not to be afraid to speak their mind? Well, it helps when you can also physically dominate somebody. If you're not physically intimidated by people, like these people, you know, aren't physically intimidated by anyone. They're extremely uh, skilled in, f- in physical combat. So when you're not physically intimidated by people, it, hel- it, it helps when you're trying to speak your mind about things. And so, but what I'm asking is, do they normally speak opening like that? Uh, is op- that like the attitude of MMA fighters and others? Um, I'd say the majority, yeah. They normally just say whatever's on their mind. Yeah, and oh. and and they're also encouraged to do so by by Dana White. And you know? da- Dana White, he owned the MMA fighters. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah, they signed so, contracts with the UFC. Oh, that's what he does. Yeah, he owns the UFC. So. Oh, and so he just let them say whatever they want. Yeah, no restrictions. We played a clip of him a while ago too. He he mentioned that. Um, people who had ads, who were, who were doing ads with the UFC, tried to tell him what to say and what not to say. Right. And he told him to go to go uh, <laughs> fly a kite. <laughs> you know? I like that. Not in those words, but... Yeah. It reminds me of the other day when I was telling... I hear some men say, well... Or, or women might say, I let my husband be the man. You can't yeah. let him be. He's already the man. Right, uh, right, you know right, right. He's already the head of the woman. Right. He, came, and he doesn't need your permission to be that way. But that's good. That I didn't realize that MMA fighters or UFC fighters. Yeah, UFC fighters, MMA fighters, same thing. Same thing? Yeah. I didn't know they had, they they spoke out like that. That's good to see. It is. And, com- and when compared side by side with Mark Cuban, yeah, the contrast is just amazing. Night and day. Yeah. And he'll he'll act all tough, but these MMA fighters are extremely extremely talented. Um, I got two things I, I'd like to bring up real quick. Okay, one is it's been on my mind for a while. You know when 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 sometimes when a wife will call into the show and she'll say, "I'm worried that my husband is a beta male." Uh huh. You yes. know, how does she know? <laughs> what does she? What does she know? What an alpha looks like? You know, her her husband. And I'm just being. This is all hypothetical, and right. it's not not being specific about any any case. But you know, he could be perfectly you know alpha, and and she could be calling that beta. That's you know, a good point. You know, yeah. And, but but yet, but yeah. yet, a lot of a lot of wives will say like, oh, I think my husband's being beta. You know. He's not being alpha enough. It's like, what do you know? What do you know about being alpha? You <laughs> don't know. You wouldn't know alpha if it was right in front of your. If it was right in front of your face. But well, also, also the other thing is, I always had the um, opinion about the death penalty that I was for it until you brought it up, and I started to sort of rethink it. And I don't know if I am anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I am anymore because I think about the entire. Not for the same reason as as you. I just think about the entire system of laws 
and punishment in the country. When you prosecute somebody for a violent crime, let's say, right. and you put them in prison, you're pretty much saying to them, you're not in control. You're not in control. We're, you're not in control of yourself. We have to put you away for a while so that maybe you can <laughs> get to know yourself a little better. So if no one is in control of themselves and it's not, and it's not them that's making them do it, then who are, then who are right. we to kill them? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's like I think that putting them away for the, for the rest of their life is, is just as bad, if not worse, than ending it. Yeah. I don't you want know? to take care of them anyway. Yeah. Not in prison. And it's also the burden of proof. Like, yeah. how often are we 100% absolutely positively what, sure? What I notice about the court system today is that whenever a white person commit a crime, I mean, whether it's self-defense or whatever, and they get a black jury, that white person going to jail. Yeah. They're going to jail. I was thinking about this young man in New York uh, who was on the train. Right. And I guess some black guy, whatever the story was, and he said that he defended himself and the people, right? Yeah. They still try to put that guy in jail. Yeah. It's amazing. That's crazy, huh? It's amazing, and so many people just don't—they just don't see the attack on whites. Like, like uh, they like see it, but they don't care. And even whites don't care because they don't speak out against it. They—they they are too afraid. So it means that they don't care about the attack upon them. Yep, I hear you. How long can your wife beat you before you put her in jail? You know, right. <laughs> right. White people, this has been 70 years. And not all, not all, not all, but most are afraid to speak up. They're afraid to say, I'm not a racist. If they just said that, or if they just said, I'm not, that's your life. Live your life however you want. Yeah. I care less about it. Why don't they just say that? I think until it until it affects them personally in a way that they can't handle. You know, seeing it in other people might be a a different story than when it really actually affects until you you lose your job. You know what I mean? Until, you know. And as far as the the red wave, you know. Yeah. I think it's a lot bigger than people think. You think so? Absolutely. Like the way we think about politics and have been for a while, you know, we're a very small percentage of of the population. The general population might be... You know, we could have been 10, 15, 20 years ahead of most people as far as knowing really what's what's going on. Right. And it might take people, you know, a couple of years to really see what's happening at the border, you know, to really see the crime and stuff like that yeah. until it really affects them personally. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So it could it, it could yeah. be could be happening. What? Nah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Do your daddy know you cut your hair? No. Does he know? He knows now. Sean cut his hair. <laughs> Your daddy would be proud of you. Yep. Amazing! Uh, as my dad would say, it is what it is. That's right. Sean was going to grow his hair and look like a hippie. <laughs> and he changed his mind yesterday. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. I know. I ain't going to take it no more. All my life, I've been beat by hair. I ain't going to take it no more. Thank you, Shy. You're welcome. Amazing. I appreciate it. Amazing. Anthony is the first time caller out of Oklahoma. Anthony, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Jesse, 
Pleasure to talk to you. How you doing? All is well, Anthony. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. So I had a question about the silent prayer. Okay. And I've been watching your show probably since December. And I got to say, you know, you you saved me from insanity from my mind. But as far as this silent prayer, how long do we have to do it for? I know you say like an hour, but there's times that like I just snap out of it out of nowhere. And why? Maybe... My, my thoughts, really. Like, I could hear something in my, my house or something, and <laughs> maybe it just caused me to open my eyes. Right. Well, and if I that try ha- to go back to it. And you try sorry, to go ahead? No, and you try to go back to it and what? I try to go back to, you know, going uh, back to the silent prayer, but I feel like I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. You're doing see it. You could probably help me out with that. Yeah. Number one, let's say you hear noise in the house. You have to open your eye. Just open the butt, go back to it. Don't just open your eyes. That's fine. It's neither right nor wrong. And as far as how long you do, you should do it, meaning five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 30 minutes, or whatever, that's mm-hmm. up to you, too. You sit there, you do it, and you get up and go your way, and don't worry about the time. It's, it, I re- and you will eventually get to an hour if you just stay with it. I would recommend you start out with maybe 15, 20 minutes or so, right? But don't worry okay. about the time. Don't let the, the thoughts, all thoughts are all lies all the time. Don't let it tell you, oh, you're not doing it an hour. You're not doing it long enough. That's not true. Do it for 15 yeah, or 20 yeah. minutes when you start out, and you it'll become natural and easy, and you'll find yourself just naturally doing it for an hour. And again, if you have to open your eyes for whatever reason, don't make that a big deal either. It's neither right nor wrong. Okay, yeah, because I felt like as if like I'm I'm messing it up or I'm not doing the whole time. Because I usually put a timer for an hour, but I never really reached the whole hour. You know, like you were saying. But yeah. I want to work up to that. Yeah, no big deal. And when you, those are the thoughts that's telling you that, oh, you open your eye, you messed up, it's not working. That's not you telling yourself that. It's not God. All thoughts are all lies all the time. So all you need to do is just watch those thoughts and go through it. Let them pass and you'll be fine. No problem. Okay. I also have one last question for you, Jesse. I know you got a bunch of calls, but I, um, I recently forgave my mother, and I thought I did. You know, I did it right. She kind of blew it off a little bit. But uh, in the sense of forgiving my father, he died when I was 12 years old. So it's it's been hard to really, like, truly feel like I have forgiven him. But I know in my heart I've forgiven him. Obviously, I can't tell him in person anymore. But how do I go about just truly overcoming my mother, I guess, is what I'm at. Well, she's the, the only one that's left. Well, the fact, as far as your father, you realize that your father... I mean, your father did the best he can do. He loved you. All fathers love their children. And when they leave, they don't leave the children. They leave the, the mother of the children. They can't handle the mother. But as far as your mother, once you went and forgave her, then you just move on with your life. And when the thoughts come or the anger come that says you have not forgiven her, don't identify with the anger or the thoughts anymore. That's not you. You're doing fine. Let that pass and stop identifying with anything. No thoughts and no feelings, whether good ones or be a bad one. Don't believe that they are you. You're fine. Okay. Are you? How old are you? 
I'm 33. Are you able to deal with your mother like an adult now? Oh, yeah. I mean, she doesn't really control me like she used to. Uh, it's funny because your question for this week, the biblical question, what ties really you to ties me to how I was feeling. And um, I guess what ties me to her was really just, you know, the loneliness, you know, since I didn't have my father and um, she's pretty much, you know, the only parent. You know, but it's, it's never been a good relationship with her growing up. Yeah. As of as of recently, though, been, like I said, since I found you and all your videos, man, it changed my life, especially with the silent prayer. Yeah. It brought this sense of peace slowly and slowly every day. You know, when I do it, and you know, in the morning at night. And um, I guess I'm impatient, you know, because I wanted to kind of just completely <laughs> be gone for me, all the darkness. <laughs> yeah. But. Don't don't let don't 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 be impatient. You be committed to working on yourself, even if it takes a lifetime. And I'm telling you, it'll start become things will become clearer and clearer and clearer. Life will become easier and easier and easier, and you will find yourself just living. You just live your life without even thinking about it, and life will happen on its own. It'll be amazing. You're right, Jesse, because we're not our thoughts, man. I mean, we, we all think we know who we are, but we really don't know who we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stay with it, all right? Thank you very much, Jesse, for taking my call. I really appreciate everything you and you guys are doing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I got to take a break. The treasure chest is now open on D-Live. Back in a moment to your phone calls and super chats. Check out my book, For Rage to Responsibility. I show you how I was able to overcome anger. The spirit of anger was taken away from me. I had it. And as a result of having anger, I was insecure. I had doubt, worry, fear. I was in a fallen state and didn't know it. And it wasn't until I went and forgave my mother who tried to turn me away from my father. I forgave my father for not being there and returned back to him. My spirit connected with his spirit. And through him, I was able to return to God. And I have perfect peace. Perfect love cast out anger. And when anger is gone, fear and doubt, worry, insecurity, suicidal thoughts, all of that is gone. And you are free. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. Or if you want an autographed copy, you can go to my website at rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-BOND.
Okay, 888-775-3773. There's a line open if you want to jump in there. We're going to move all costs in this hour. Quick announcements. The Hake Report is coming up at after my show at the top of this hour from 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific Time. TheHakeReport.com. And then at 12 noon, a brand new episode of The Fallen State. An amazing conversation with Anthony Moore. Moore, he is an author and former judge who served 26 years on the uh, Superior Court of California, County of Los Angeles, as a judge pro tem on the uh, California Court of Appeal. It was an amazing conversation. Watch this. Next time on The Fallen State. I got married at 66. Why did you got married so late? Either I didn't want to marry them or they didn't want to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> Does your wife obey you? There are times I obey her. It's a different world, Jesse. <laughs> Do the Jews own everything? Heck no. What's wrong with the blacks? Well, I know plenty of African Americans who are wonderful people. Really? Several who are judges. I'm about to throw myself in jail already. No. I, I believe strongly in a woman's right to choose. Murder. No, it's not. <laughs> it was an amazing conversation, right? At 12 noon today, brand new episode. Support the Fall Estate. Go to thefallestate.tv slash donate. And then, or on locals.com, and the uh, description is in the link there. Locals.com. And then at 12, I mean, at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, the American Anchor Baby flying high, flying high. A natural energy from God, giving back to his country, America, America, sweet, sweet America, you know, at 12 noon, God to shine his grace on thee, amazing, the American anchor baby, and church Sunday for all. We now have the seven guarantee steps available in paperback again, hard copy. We had ran out, but we had them reprinted. They are flying out of the window, out of the window now, like nighty going north. And it's just a little pocket guide to uh, we use in our entrepreneur academy, and it's very, very good. Seven steps. If you do them, they will work. If you just read it but don't do them, you can read seven steps. They're so simple. Even if you don't have your own business but you have a job or you have whatever, and you do what they say, you'll be fine. But you have to do it. And I will sign them. I sign all the books. I have amazing books. I will sign them. All of my books, right? So go to rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com. Uh, or call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663 for all the other books. And last but not least, racism does not exist. No such thing as racism. We have that back again. It's back. 
There is no such thing as racism. T-shirt. Go to rebuildingtheman.com slash stores for that. Amazing. And a whole bunch of other good merch. Amazing merch there. Oh, the wall going up. Baby, bell. Stop having sex before marriage. I mean, out of wedlock. The fallen Messiah. Big Mama Michelle. All kind of stuff there. What the? I forgot about a lot of those things. Michelle, the rock of the Obama family. And go to rebuildingtheman.com slash store. All right. Let me go to the... I'm typing hate a note. Uh, let me go to the busy phones. Momo is out of Washington State. Mo, is it Momo? Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing, Justin? All is well. First, I want to say I was happy to see you on uh, Tom's podcast. Oh, thank you. I was like, man, Jesse getting the recognition he deserves. It was fun. I had a it good time fun. on that show. I, I laughed when they were like, what? The plantation was a good place? They were baffled. I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask you. Tom Sugaru, that's his name? Yeah. And Christina yeah. P., your mama house. <laughs> it was, check it out, folks. It was a fun discussion. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you, you said earlier that uh, if you were God, you would want everybody to stop at Israel first? Yeah, you would have to have visited Israel in order to get into heaven. Why? Is that because where Christianity was founded? It was because um, it's like walking through the Bible. It's, it's, it's an amazing land anyway. It's interesting, very, very interesting location. But you get to walk through the Bible. You get to experience what you've been reading in the Bible. And because Christians and Jews are the same. But mainly because because you get to walk through the Bible. Have you ever gone there? I'm Muslim. I despise all of them. Oh, you're a Muslim? Yes, sir. You you don't love the Jews? Never. Never will I. Do you love God? Do you love God? Uh, Of course, I have God. You love God? Uh How can you love God but not love the Jews? I'm not a good. I'm not a good Muslim, then, huh? You say you're not. I'm not the best one, I guess, because I despise them, and well, I'm happy people are waking up well, to then see you, the corruption. Then you don't love God. I wouldn't say that. That's but, so pretty far. But you don't. If you don't love all human beings, including your enemies, uh, then you don't love God. Satan is I your God. I wish I could, Jesse. I was, but I wanted to ask you one more thing, Jesse, before before you let me go. I've seen that you said uh, you moved to Los Angeles when you were pretty young. Yeah, 18. Yeah, so I'm 25. I want to know, like, how... I'm not good at saving money. Like, did you have any vices? Like, how did you save money? Like, I just wanted to know, like, how you were able to do it at that young. Uh, um, number one, I love the Jews, so that helped. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> number two, when I when I was working, I always save ten percent. I always save ten uh, percent of my money. Mm-hmm. And so we were taught that way growing up. You know, you you put ten percent away, and then you mm-hmm. take the rest to pay your bills and buy your food, put gas in your car. And so I was able to save. And so when I did move to L.A., I got a job. And mm-hmm. and in those cases where I needed more money, if I couldn't get a, a better job, paying job, I would get a second job. And if you just get out there and start doing it, you will find yourself falling in order because it's already in you to do it, but you have to get out there and do it, and one thing will lead to another. You think you not getting married is the reason you reached your age right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) I always think that's one of the reasons. It it was because I was... um, <laughs> it was because I, I overcame the anger. Why don't you overcome anger? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's just, it's just hard with those people. I'm be honest. Why don't you forgive your mother? Once you forgive your mother, it'll be easy to love all. She's uh, forgiving her is going to help me forgive Jews. And forgive it. You will hold nothing against anyone. Why don't you forgive your mother? How old are you? Twenty-five. You're twenty-five. Are you still yeah. living with your mother? Nope. Are you on your own? Yep, but I'm about to go to her house right now and tell her I forgive you. Why, I forgive you. Why haven't you forgiven her already? I, of course I forgive her. I love my mom. Why haven't you told her you forgive her? But Jesse, I love my mom. How do I forgive somebody I love? But you don't love your mother. You don't love anyone if you have anger. You don't even love yourself. Okay, that's a good point. Because anger, <laughs> anger is evil. You smoke pot? No, hell no. Right. I, I try. I used to when I was younger. Yeah, but here's what I recommend. All right, mm-hmm. go and forgive your mother, mm-hmm. and forgive your father uh, for not protecting you from her. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, everything would change. Give it a try. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Let me know how it goes. I know how. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Amazing. 888-775-3773. Matt is a first-time caller out of uh, Ohio. Matt, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hi, how are you? All is well. Thanks for calling, Matt. Oh, great. I've been listening for about six months, and I cannot figure out for the life of me why when you say ask, ask, like that. (laughs) Um, why, why such a random word do you make funny like that? Ask. Ask. Yeah, because you're supposed to hit the K. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and normally, well, normally the blacks, when they say ask, they say uh-huh. uh, ask. Ask. Oh. <laughs> they say ask. They don't say ask. <laughs> okay. Have you noticed well, that I- about the blacks? Uh, yeah, yeah, axe or whatever. Right, yeah, they don't yeah. say, they don't hit the K. <laughs> okay, well, that, that helps me a lot. I'm, I still think it's funny. <laughs> and, and then it's also when the, when the blacks say, uh, 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 you know how when I say, uh, everybody and their mama listen to the show, right? Yeah. 
The right, blacks right. would say everybody and they mama. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Have you noticed that? that the blacks say everybody and they mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have noticed that. Yeah. What's wrong with the blacks? <laughs> <laughs> You're hitting all the high points. This is great. <laughs> so what's wrong with the blacks? <laughs> Please. Uh, I don't know. Um I can't imagine. It's got to be a, a different way growing up, I guess. I don't know. Uh, with with uh, less parents, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they're angry. They hate their mama. <laughs> Have you forgiven well, your mother, Matt? Uh, man, I listened to you say that, and I, I promise you, I, she's not given me a reason. I mean, she's never butted in my life ever, but she's been there for me, and uh, uh, she doesn't bother me with, raising my kids and uh, my marriage. She doesn't know that stuff. And my father was always, um, she was always, uh, uh, he was always ahead of her. So, I mean, she might, you know, bark once in a while, but then he would kind of like, you know, say her name and say, hey, calm down, and she would. Right on. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been a great life. Amazing. So you're not afraid to correct her when she's wrong? Not at all. Not at all. And does your wife obey you? Oh, God, no. Your wife doesn't obey you? No, 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 no. Why not? Uh, it, it's more of a, um, I will, if something comes up where I have to, you know, stand up, and it's very important, like something with the kids, I think she's screwing up, um, she'll, she'll, she'll stop and listen. But normal everyday stuff, you know, I don't... Uh, I kind of let her do her thing. So your mother obeyed your father, right? Correct. But you married a woman that does not obey you. Why were you attracted to a woman that won't obey you? Um, I don't. You don't find out that kind of thing until a little <laughs> later, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Why do you ask? Ask. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you ask when you were dating her? Are you going to obey me? I'd never even crossed my mind, to be honest with you. Oh. Kind of go with it, you know. Yeah. You have yeah. kids with her. Um. Yes. Yes, we have two children. Oh, okay. I was going to say, no, don't make any babies with her, so you can leave her when you need to. <laughs> yeah, we have got uh, a twenty-two and a, an eleven-year-old. So you made a boy first or a girl? Two, two boys. Real men make boys first. Alpha male. <laughs> Alpha male. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Matt. Good to hear from you, man. Call me again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, amazing. Um, super chat. Super chat. Super, super. Canadian David asks. Ask. <laughs> He's a subscriber on Rumble says, what if they built walled jails at the border and made the inmates upkeep and build them in chain gangs? Nice. It's a nice idea, huh? That's a very... Send Trump that idea. Amazing idea. Someone bought Thank a... Thank co- you. Someone bought a coffee. Real men buy their own coffee. Beta! That's right. <laughs> Boo! Well, thanks for the super chat, because it's not an actual coffee, it's a super chat. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Five 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 six five donated a diamond, saying, "Not all, but most." Not all, not all, not all, not all, but most. 
Thank you. Shout out to the top contributors, Cactus Eater Bear, Kilo Alpha Tango, and Adult Human Male, and the rest of the supporters over on the D-Live crew. Shout out to you. Thank you. Amazing. And thanks, guys. That's all for now. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you, Hey, You're welcome. Okay. Let me do, go to a first-time caller, Sebastian. Sebastian, welcome to the show out of Texas. Hi, Jesse. First-time caller. Yeah. The first time I heard you was uh, you pretty much put Destiny on the spot for being calling him a beta, and I got hooked ever since. Amazing. Yeah, so... Kind of after his wife left him, <laughs> we kind of all figured out what happened there. But anyway, Jesse, I love talking. I do love talking to you. I'm proud to do so. Um, I'm an immigrant. I'm Filipino and uh, married to a lovely Texas woman. So right now I'm here in Texas. So you moved, you moved to where she lives or she moved to where you live? I moved to where she lives. And, and why did you do that? Uh, I love her. But she's supposed to come into your world. You're not supposed to go in her world. You guess you're just going to catch hell. Yeah, it's uh, my choice to begin with because uh, I do want to, and uh, my, I do have family here, and I want to be close to them. Oh, I see. You want to move back to Texas anyway? Yes. Oh, okay. And, well, the one thing I wanted to talk about, yeah, uh, the thing with the border is crazy right now, and uh, yeah. the whole uh, Asian hate thing, and, uh, well, we all know who the perpetrators of Asian hate is, uh, <laughs> though the media tries to spin it one way. Uh, yeah. and uh, who, who is the, the, What do you mean by the perpetrator of a- Asian hate? What does that mean? Uh, when you look at the videos right now, and uh, it's hard to deny that, these are repeat repeat criminals being released by the woke uh, attorney generals. They're like three times, four times uh, arrested. Are you saying criminals. that? I don't quite understand what you say. Are you saying that uh, the the people that hate the Asians are criminals? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, um, sad to say that most of them turn out to be black, which why which is why the hashtag died all of a sudden. I noticed that, too, and even in the media, if they happen to point out that the Asians are under attack, they always try to make it seem that it's whites who are doing it when it's really, yeah. when it's really it's, the when, blacks. It's really the blacks. I, say, I like to separate blacks between black people and black people. Small, small letter black people, like yourself, regular black people, actual Africans. Uh, there's a Sambusa guy. He's from Africa. Love that guy. I love his food. I always uh, buy from him. So, and then you got capital black people. <laughs> are you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you, uh, let me just say this, and then I got to run, but I want you to call me again, Sebastian. Are you afraid sure. of the blacks when you're walking around by yourself? In Texas, no. Oh, okay. Because the blacks, the, the, the black people here, they're all love, lovely people. Oh, okay. Right on. Look, call me again. I'm running out of time. Call me again, all right? Sure. I'd love to. All right. Appreciate it, buddy. Amazing. He's right about that. They won't tell you the truth because they want the confusion and they want to run white people out of their own country. Uh, It's some super chat that we didn't get to. A couple more. I want to get to those real fast. Super chat. Stan69 gave a diamond saying... Super chat! 
Super Chats. Nick and Anchor Baby and didn't grow up in the USA? Fake! <laughs> well, to be an anchor baby, all you have to do is be born. You don't have to grow up. Nick did grow up in the U.S. Well, he lived in the United States for a while, and then he lived in Canada. Right. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, but thank you, Stan69. He lived in the U.S. half his life. Half his life. Right. That's what he said. Thank you. Uh, Based Nation gave a super chat, a rumble rant. JLP is right about the 100... Thousand blacks are needed to screw in a light bulb. One would accidentally screw it in while trying to smash it. (laughs) (laughs) What the? It threw me off because a lot of foreigners put 100.000 instead of comma. Uh, In America, we do a comma for the thousand marker. Oh, I see. So it threw me off for a second there. Right on. Thank you. And thank you, guys. That is all for now. Amazing. Thank you. Let me go to Scott out of Nebraska. Nebraska. Scott, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, Jesse. How you doing? All, all this well, sir. Okay. It's good to talk to you again. I don't know if you remember me. I called a couple of years ago. Man, I sure don't remember from a couple of years. Okay. I was, what I was the? talking to... <laughs> so, I'm a father and... I work in the humanity sector, and I'm a conservative, and so I'm being attacked by a bunch of radical leftists. Right. And I have spent the past four or five years documenting exactly what's happening. We started an organization to respond to that. We started giving human rights training. Um, how are you? How are they attacking you? How they're attacking me? Uh, characterizations, defamation, things like what they're doing to the president. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, and are you overreacting to them? No, sir. Oh, good. Uh, we're, good. we're documenting everything, and we're filing the proper procedures in court. We're following up on everything. We're going to hold these people to account. Right on. Constitution. Well, just stay calm, stay calm, stay calm, and it'll work out. I appreciate you, Scott. I am so out of time. For I wanted to get to Adrian. Adrian want to know, is staying present a choice? It's No. You make no choices. Stand present is consciousness, and you're in the presence of God. But Adrian, call me on Monday about that. All right? It's a very good question. I wanted to get to it. Scott, just stay. Don't overreact to them. I'm out of time. The hate, hate report is coming up now. TheHateReport.com. All right, from 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific time. Brand new episode of The Fall of State at noon Pacific time. And The American Anchor Baby at 4 p.m. Pacific time. All right. I am out of time. Get on that straight and narrow. Go and forgive your mama. Everybody needs to forgive their mama. Believe me. All who are born must forgive their mama. And forgive your father for not protecting you from mama. Do the silent prayer. And I'm telling you, your life will you will start living, and you will live a life of no thinking. It will just be. It will really just be. So thank you all for the Super Chat. Amazing calls today, as usual. And I'm grateful uh, to Stephen and Scott and everybody. I am so out of time, but I'll be back on Monday if the Lord is willing and the creeds will rise. 
And I'll see you all at Fellowship on Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Rebuilding the Rebuilding the fam, Rebuilding the Man dot com slash church. Take care, folks. Stand up. Amazing. Amazing. We gotta show him who boss. He put a Viking in you. He put that lightning in you. Igniting the truth. But you beg and blame and lie and hate and never wanna stand for the truth. So what you planning to do? You understand in the loop. You better go talk to your mama. Better stop at the drama. Better drop all the trauma. Boy, you better stand up and up. Put your hand up and hut. Cause if you don't, then we lose. And then we gotta hear the fake news. Whoa. Here's what I recommend. I invite you to download my silent prayer, and I want you to start doing it. You just download it, get the points of how to do it, and then after a while, you just do it on your own. It's going to point you in the right direction that your life will be returned to you from God. He will give you your life back because anyone and all people who has anger, they're not themselves. You are the person that you are angry at. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself so that you can see who you're angry at. And if you're doing the hooping and hollering prayers and things like that, some people get up, oh, praise the Lord, hooping and holler, bless my mama, bless my daddy. Continue to do it. Do both. You will see if you want to stay with the hooping and hollering or do you want to be still and know God. So my gift to you, no charge, at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. So I asked the question, are you better than a child molester? I've discovered over the 30 years of counseling, the one thing that's missing, the one thing that's missing, and I think because it's not taught in the homes or talked about, we don't have examples of it, right? Is love. Our theme this year is to bring back Christianity to love God with all our heart, soul, and might, our neighbor as ourselves, and uh, to endure. And there, when you're in a fallen state, people will judge the molester but think they're better than the molester. And I ask, well, why do you think you're better? What I realize, it doesn't matter what you think about yourself or how much you have or don't have or how you accomplish things in life or don't. If you have no love, you have nothing. <laughs> 